Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Why does an 11-year-old have to die? Why? Take a listen to this, one of my favorite verses, all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful. The Lord God made them all. Our friends Wasserman and Alexander wrote that. The 11-year-old is Sheba. She's a German shepherd. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. An 11-year-old puppy dog, as I call our dog, Fat Boy, is to be put to death. But why? We begged the county attorney, who is arguing that this dog should die, but for some reason he cited ongoing litigation and he couldn't come on. Now, isn't that quite the coinkydink? Why does this dog have to die? I want Sheba to come live with us. First of all, take a listen to our friends at KTLA. Jose Sanchez, known as Pepe, is overcome with emotion as he talks about his 11-year-old dog named Sheba who's been incarcerated at the DeVore Animal Shelter for over a year. She was my friend. She took care of me. In 2018, Sheba got out of her house and into a fight with a neighborhood dog, resulting in a $200 vet bill for the other dog's owner. She was declared potentially dangerous by San Bernardino County officials who placed terms and conditions on keeping her. One of those was that she never escape home again. Unfortunately, she did. And based on that, they can declare her vicious and they may kill her. This dog owner, Pepe, and he is a senior, drives 40 miles one way three times a week just to pet and visit Sheba. And when he gets there, he can only be with her for five minutes. He admits Sheba got loose the second time and it was all his fault. But why does she have to die? And why won't the county attorney speak? Why won't he answer the tough questions I have for him? Question. 
you got to look at that motive. Joining me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. First of all, joining me, you know her well. She is a renowned animals rights activist and a celebrity in many ways. Priscilla Presley joining us. Bruce Kreider, Puppy Coalition, Saving Sheba. Russ Alba, the managing director at Black Swan Law in Florida. Penny Douglas Fur Joining us from the Atlanta jurisdiction, she's an animal rights advocate. And taking the side of the county attorney, believe it or not, former prosecutor and now civil and defense attorney, Daryl Cohen. Angie Wood, the Atlanta dog whisperer, dog behaviorist, and CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Dave Mack. Before we get started, take a listen to CrimeOnline.com. Sheba is an 11-year-old German shepherd. Her owner, 80-year-old Pepe. Sheba came to the attention of animal control after the shepherd had gotten loose and attacked another dog, but no human. It happened again in less than a year. There were injuries to the animal in the first incident, but not in the second because the other dog's owner was present and intervened. During this period between the two incidents, Pepe was late complying with county requirements about Sheba's care. He had to get help reading the notices, and he didn't understand the seriousness. That hurts me so much. My mom lives with us now. She's about to turn 89. I have to read her mail to her. I have to dial numbers on the phone. And 80-year-old Pepe could not read the notices and needed help. Straight out to Bruce Kreider, Puppy Coalition, trying desperately to save Sheba. Bruce, I, I don't understand. With so many people willing to take Sheba, why does she have to die? Well, we can only speculate. I think a few of us believe that because Pepe was difficult to, to work with from the county standpoint over the course of a year, that they got an attitude about who uh, the, uh, they were going to show him who was boss. And so through the sequence of a couple of hearings uh, that resulted in, in the verdict that you know about now, uh, they just decided to throw the book at him. The biggest issue in this really in terms of the second hearing is when the hearing officer said, Sheba, I'm declaring that Sheba must be uh, destroyed because we cannot return her to you. And, and, and that was never the only option for Sheba. A dog that's only ever been in one dog fight, never bitten a human, never uh, growled at a human, has a lot of options. And, and that county is not offering to her what they offer to many dogs all the time, which is to release them to a rescue, to be rehomed, rehabilitated, and, and live their life. It seems to me, to you, Priscilla Presley, animal rights activist, that they are trying to not do what's best for everyone involved, but to punish this 80-year-old man, Pepe. Now, Bruce Kreider just told me that from their point of view, they have problems dealing with Pepe, but I don't believe that's true. What happened, Miss Miss Presley? Well, first of all, I've been with and know Pepe. And Pepe, yes, he, he, he is he's 80 years old. He had just lost his wife, actually, when this happened. And, he, of course, he was grieving the loss of his wife. And he, didn't, he doesn't read really well and doesn't have someone to help him. So I think and then one of those who um, at the shelter said that she, he was going to teach uh, Pepe a lesson. Oh, wait a minute, Miss Presley. I never thought in my whole life that I would interrupt Priscilla Presley. But <laughs> did you just say, I want to make sure I understand this, because this is significant. And Daryl Cohen, I know you're taking the other side, but Penny and Daryl, I think this is very probative. I think it proves something. Did you just say somebody there at the divorce shelter said they were going to teach Peppy a lesson? 
That's correct. Yes, uh-uh. that is correct. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Right there. Penny Douglas Fur and give it to me in a nutshell. That is prejudice. You're supposed to be seeking justice and doing the right thing, even at an animal shelter, not trying to teach some 80-year-old guy that can't read a lesson. That sounds vindictive. It is very vindictive. And the fact that they didn't bother to follow the law makes it even worse. Absolutely. When you say they didn't follow the law, Penny, what do you mean exactly? And speaking regular people talk. Under the law there, if you have a dog and that dog can be rehabilitated, you're not supposed to put the dog to death. You send it to a rescue and let the dog be rehabilitated. This is not a vicious dog. This dog got in a fight and had $200 in damages. You know, I've got, I've dealt with dog fights. I've never had a vet bill under Yeah, you have. How dogs. many Rottweilers running through your house right now? <laughs> Four or five, but I've never had a vet bill under $2,000 if they get in a fight. A $200 means a little spat between two dogs. And it's ridiculous because dogs innately will fight with each other if you have two alpha dogs and that's just what they do it's not right to kill the dog over something that they do from instinct Back to Miss Presley, Priscilla Presley, joining us along with Bruce Kreider, Russ Alba, Penny Fur, Daryl Cohen, Angie Wood, and Dave Mack. Miss Presley, I hear you saying something as as Penny was talking. What were you saying? No, I I just agreed with her absolutely that you know this. Uh, um, first of all, Sheba, <clears throat> they were superficial scrapes, you know, um, that required yes an examination and cleaning. But the mere fact that, you know, this dog has been in prison, really, in a five-by-five cage for one over, actually, a year. So um, this is a good old boys club. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, they all protect each other. And they're, they're, they're after, uh, yes, Peppy. This is to prove Peppy, you know, is a, not suitable to keep, um, keep Sheba. Now, Sheba, there was the same dog that Sheba went after the second time. But the, uh, uh, as we said earlier, the owner had stopped it. So it was just, it's one, like you said earlier, I, I don't know who the, the lady who just spoke was. Dogs are, will be dogs. I've had six dogs at one time. And yes, there's the alpha, uh, situation here where they will, you know, at any minute look at one of them and just go after them. <laughs> and you have to be aware. And you know, be you present. said something else, Miss Presley, and I want to get to the bottom of it. Bruce Kreider, Puppy Coalition animal rights activist, intent on saving Sheba, as am I. I'm not going to stand by and do nothing while this dog, who has never bitten a person, never attacked a person, got in one dog fight, then gets out a second time, and now the animal is going to get the death penalty. I think this is the first time in my life I've argued against the death penalty. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. 
Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We're talking about the fight to save this beautiful, loving, 11-year-old puppy dog, Sheba. She's gorgeous. When you see a picture of a German Shepherd, that's her. Beautiful. And when I look at her, she's in a little bitty cage. And she's been in that little bitty cage over a year because she got out from her 80-year-old owner, Peppy. Bruce Kreider, I keep hearing that the second time the other dog's owner was there. Was the was the owner not there the first time? Um, I believe that they weren't there immediately to to stop anything. Yeah. So let me understand um, this. Both dogs were out without an owner when the first dog fight occurred. And I agree with Priscilla Presley. I just took the guinea pigs rescue guinea pigs, my daughter was in a guinea pig phase, to the vet, they just got a checkup. It was $350. So a $200 vet bill, I, 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 I'm not impressed. Um, that, that's basically an examination, as Ms. Presley was saying. Um, another thing not- I don't understand, Ms. Presley, is why the, uh, give me that letter, Jackie, that the county attorney sent us trying to explain why he can't speak, talking about his ethical duty that he can't speak out about Sheba's case. Ethics? What about putting the dog to death over nothing? Isn't that an ethical violation? Why won't he speak out? Well, if I can interject something, sure. is that okay? Yes. Um, Every every attempt that is we've had to try to communicate with the county, including presentations to the county board and individually with the chief executives, this falls on deaf ears. They refuse to speak and say, uh, and and they say they can do nothing because it's in superior court. Um, well, that's not the, true. They, that is not true. I know, I know. They they've said they've been coached to say. This matters in litigation, it would be improper to discuss it, which effectively shuts down all ability to resolve anything. Or to question words, them. They, you can't question them because yeah. the county attorney is hiding behind an ethical duty. Yeah. And he thinks that's more ethical than putting the dog to death. I mean, Daryl Cohen, uh, when you were still a prosecutor, you and I grew up as prosecutors in the same office in inner city Atlanta. And our boss, the elected DA, Mr. Slayton, did not want us speaking to the press. Why? Because it could taint the jury pool, and then you could get the case uh, ending up in a mistrial because you tainted the jury pool. There's not going to be a jury here. He's hiding. He doesn't want to face our questions, Daryl Cohen. There's no reason for him not to speak out. But, Nancy, there is a jury. 
there's the jury of public opinion. Oh, stop it, Daryl. Anything that he says, stop, no, stop. I'm serious, Nancy. No, anything he is the says law. There is no such thing. He's hiding. He yeah. is appropriately shielded, not hiding, but he's shielded and he's utilizing his position because he knows whatever he says is going to be wrong. If he says that Sheba needs to die because she bit that other dog and uh, tear it, tore it up. And by the way, was didn't there tear it a... Up. Didn't tear the dog up. Well, how do we know that? Well, well hold he, on. I think, that, I think they do know. Go ahead, Ms. Presley. No, the dog, it was just scratched. I did $200. It didn't do it. And not only that, I must say the owners of that dog do not want Sheba to be put down, and it's in writing. He's well, choosing not to follow the law, What's, the, That's what's the size of the other dog? The size of the other dog? You know, Daryl Cohen, yeah, i got to get you back on is it a cut his mic. Cut is his mic, Jackie. You need to get out of the weeds. And back in the middle of the road, Daryl Cohen, you've gone off the deep end. What size was the other dog? Who gets a flying fig? The reality is the other dog was not horribly hurt. That was an exam. $200? Are you serious? I can charge that up at the Kroger, for Pete's sake. Nancy, what? maybe the You didn't need his mic? Why is he still talking? Okay, I want to get back to the facts. To... Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com, investigative reporter. So let me understand this. Actually, Dave Mack, let me throw this to Bruce Kreider because he's there on the scene right now. Bruce, isn't it true that the dog gets out, Sheba gets out, she starts a fight with a neighbor dog, or she gets in a fight. I don't know who started it. That's true. The other dog goes for an exam. It's $200. There's no stitches, nothing. She goes back to eight. I can't say there's no stitches. All I know is that the, the the case was minor it was a total of two hundred dollars and and I believe that Peppy actually even paid part of that. So the dog goes back to Pepe Pepe and then yeah. the eighty year old owner, Pepe, the dog gets out again. Right. The second time she does no harm. But now, can I just can I, can I need to go include something, Nancy. Please do. The other dog. The other dog is a yapper. Barks, 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 barks. So obviously that is to another dog. It's like an open invitation. Yeah, come after me. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah. To Angie Wood, the Atlanta dog whisperer mm-hmm. at USK9.com, yes, explain what Miss Pris- Miss Priscilla Presley just said. Yes, uh, Miss Priscilla, you are correct. So what it does, it arouses the other dogs. And uh, can and many times when the, one dog is barking at another dog, they're challenging that dog. That's right. So therefore, many times a fight will ensue, especially if dogs are off the leash. Right. You know, my little dog, uh, Miss Presley, is, well, they told me at the pound, he was a full thoroughbred dachshund. He is a thoroughbred mutt, okay? And he's very short, but he has doesn't know that he's short. When we take him on a walk for about two miles, he growls at other dogs, not people. He he wants everybody to pet him, but he'll growl at another dog. Even big ones like Great Danes, like Scooby-Doo dogs. You know what? If someone tried to put my little fat boy to sleep, which is a nice way of saying kill. Yeah, and I believe actually, um, Nancy, it was a dachshund, right, Bruce? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that uh, he went after. And dachshunds, yes, they do that. I have one myself. I have a, a little um, long-haired Jack Russell, and I have a pit. 
My pit is the sweetest dog ever, and the Jack Russell's all over him, barking, barking all the time. And yes, I get in a little scuffle, and I have to stop it. It's an open invitation. Straight out to Managing Director Black Swan Law in Florida. Russ Alba, how does a busy white-collar crime expert like yourself get involved with saving a dog? Um, Nancy, for many years I've been involved with the rescue community, and it's a national network of people that care about animals. And so uh, even though this dog is located in San Bernardino County, uh, California, which is east of Los Angeles, um, uh, uh, the network uh, took up for Sheba's cause. And so that's how you found out about it, through the network? Sure, yeah. You know what? I, I, Cut all that, Alba. How many pets do you have? Uh, <laughs> Nancy, what we say is numbers don't matter. Current count. <laughs> Um, well, we live in two houses, so we have 12 dogs. Okay. Location. You know, I was giving Penny Douglas for a hard time, a hard time for having five Rottweilers running through her house at all That's times. They're huge, and they sleep in the bed with them, and she feeds them <laughs> peanut butter on a spoon. Penny, you know that you do. So you have 12 dogs. Not judging. Not judging. Because I started off with one pound puppy, fat boy, and mm -hmm. then somehow we got cinnamon. Now we have two guinea pigs, and it's going higher. I promise you. The the children it's want another bad. dog and another cat. But we were talking earlier about how Fat Boy is supposed to be a dachshund. He's not. I don't know what he is. But when mm -hmm. I take him on a walk, he growls and carries on at every other dog he sees. He doesn't bite people. So this is basically sentencing Sheba to death over one dog fight and frankly a $200 vet bill I'm not impressed that's like you take no. a look at the dog and say she's fine goodbye and that's $200 yeah the problem is we really don't know much about the interaction that Sheba had with this other dog but dogs are often reactive against other dogs especially if they've been raised or they live on their own and sometimes the sheer excitement of seeing another dog can be misinterpreted by the other dog as aggression and so it, you need to be really careful. That's why I, I tend to stay away from dog parks because you never know how dogs are going to interact with each other. Russell, but I know the offense, reality, but you the, live in a dog park. Uh, yes, I do, gladly. Miss Presley, Peppy drives 40 miles one way three times a week to see Sheba. Yes, that's true. And not only that, he, he can't even talk about Sheba. Tears are streaming down his eyes. He misses her. He raised her from seven weeks old. And the departure from uh, from her has hurt him just as much as it has the dogs. When he goes to see her, Sheba comes alive and cries and jumps and wants to be in his arms. And he can only pet her through the the fencing of the um, the, the um, gates of where he is or the, the uh, enclosure. And she can just put her nose in, the, in through the, the hole. So we can only touch our nose. Take a listen to our investigative reporter with Crime Online. Sheba was taken from Pepe in June of 2019. She's been locked up in a small cage in San Bernardino County's infamous Devore Pound ever since, with no blanket, no bed, no toy. For the record, Sheba has no bite history with people. She has only had two incidents with just one neighborhood dog in particular. The first incident resulted in a vet visit for the other dog. After seeing his dog suffer, the owner has agreed that Sheba would be best off in another setting where she can best recover from a year of neglect in a county pound.
smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are talking about the impending death penalty for an 11-year-old German Shepherd, Sheba who has been by her owner's side for 11 years. He is now 80. He goes to see her three times a week, traveling 40 miles one way, 40 miles home. And the two of them cry the whole five minutes he gets to pet her. Why you know, does this dog have to die? I, I, I don't understand it. Take a listen to Peppy, Sheba's owner. I'm Peppy and I want you to help me get my dog back. I've had her for 10 years. She's my life. She's my life. I need her home. I need her home. Well, we have till the 21st, Peppy. Don't lose hope, okay? Okay. Just hang in there, buddy. I will, I will. You are hearing... Uh, People from the Chris Kelly Foundation. Take a listen to more of Peppy. When is the last time you saw her? Just today. And how was your spirit? All I did was cry and cry all the time. Goodbye. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say goodbye yet. So we have friends out there in Facebook land, and I'm hoping that you guys can see Pepe's heart and that we might be able to rally together in order to help Pepe and get his dog back, Sheba. You know, when I go on various programs and I argue the law or the facts, I don't get paid, and I don't want to get paid because I want to always be telling what I believe to be the truth. And this is what I believe to be the truth. You want to do something good today? Try to save this dog and try to help 80-year-old Peppy, who has all alone now in his home and no one to help him. The number is 909-384-5133. Repeat, 909-384-5133. That's the San Bernardino Mayor John Valdivia let him know what you think. You know how politicians are? No offense, politicians. But they do anything they can to get reelected. That's what they're all about. And I hate to throw him in the pot in the stew with everybody else to cook that are bad politicians. But how on your watch could you let this happen? We still have time to turn it around. 
I want to go straight back out to Priscilla Presley, renowned animal rights activist. When is the date that Sheba is to be put to death? Well, there is a hearing again, um, um, again to save her on September the 11th. That will be the deciding factor. You know, she's been locked up in this cage for in, in solitary confinement for a year, never having been let out of her cage, not even to walk around. And she's in uh, decompon- uh, decom- well, she's badly, badly mentally and physically. And um, to me, this is a height of animal cruelty. They wouldn't even let her owner go in the cage, you know, to pet her. And this is what I don't understand about the shelter itself. I mean, why be so cruel? Why is this, uh, you know, why does she have to be locked up in this way? This is the owner. It's not going to kill and bite the owner. So, um, yes, this is a, a, a plea for people to, to help us out and to save Sheba. And, uh, yes, we'll relocate her. And hopefully, maybe, if we close by where Peppy can see her. And um, she can leave out her life. She really doesn't have much longer, um, she, especially in solitary confinement. You know, I'm very curious as to why the county attorney uh, turned down our request to hear his side, the one that wants to put Sheba to death. Now, he is claiming in a, a, a letter to me that's full of legalese. You know how lawyers mm-hmm. love to throw around Latin phrases? Anyway, I hate that. I know. I would love it when lawyers would do that to a jury. But Mm -hmm. that said, um, he's hiding behind his ethical duty. Now, isn't it true, Russ Alba, you're the managing director of Black Swan Law. You've handled thousands of complicated cases. The reason prosecutors are, or, or government authorities are disallowed from speaking out, lawyers, is because you don't want to taint your jury pool. That's what it's all about. Because if you speak mm-hmm. out publicly and I say, oh, Russ Alba, he's a killer and he robbed a bank and he on and on and on, you're tainting your jury pool. And if one juror heard that, then you could get a mistrial. That's why you're not supposed to make public statements. There's not a jury here. There's nobody to taint. Right. So why is he hiding, right. Russ? Um, this is a power play on the part of the San Bernardino County uh, Board of Supervisors and the administrators of their Animal Services Department. The, the divorce shelter in Santa Barbara, in Santa, San Bernardino County, is, has a national reputation of being an enormously um, active kill shelter. It's basically a slaughterhouse for dogs and cats. And um, the mission of a good animal control department in any jurisdiction is to maximize the number of adoptions and rescues. And in some places, um, the kill rates have gone down to almost zero. So uh, these are old, these are people in San Bernardino County who are not accustomed to being told what to do, not being held accountable to the community. And the fact that they claim they can't speak to um, anyone outside the, the system with respect to this pending case is nonsense because the county of San Bernardino is the client. The client can determine what to do with this case in the same way that any client can direct its counsel to dismiss the case and terminate the, terminate the prosecution. When you said kill shelter, that the DeVore Shelter in San Bernardino has a national reputation as being a kill shelter. 
First of all, how do you put kill in the same description as shelter? But what do you mean by kill shelter? Um, certain shelters in the United States have a reputation of very high kill rates. As opposed, so they devote most of their energies to killing the dogs that are either surrendered or seized or or, or found, as opposed to um, as opposed to working actively with rescue groups who are active in every every county, every jurisdiction in the United States, trying to reduce the level of kill uh, of of euthanizations in the shelters. And so, some shelters have very high rates of of, of killing dogs, and shelters like Devor are considered to be quote kill shelters. Okay, I think we've got another guest joining us. Um, you know, I've often said, and I've said this to you, Russ Alba, that the best witness I ever put on the stand was a dog. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am not kidding. It was uh, a drug dog that did a demonstration mm -hmm. in the courtroom about how that dog found a cache of drugs worth hundreds of thousands of dollars behind a fake wall that was in the back of a closet of a drug lord. And right. uh, the defense attorney threw a fit when I brought the, the dog into the courtroom. And I remember, oh, this really burned him up, when I said, um, don't worry, you'll have a full opportunity to cross-examine the dog. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was incredibly funny. He did not. That's great. Um, I want you to hear what Priscilla Presley said as she addressed the Animal Control Board back on July 28. Listen. Judy actually has many uh, vocal community supporters because of her 10 years of being a fixture around town with her last owner. We realize, however, and agree with Animal Control that returning there, there is not an appropriate alternative based on the story there. Shiva will need both mental and physical rehabilitation after confinement for a full year in the shelter. We will ensure that those arrangements are provided for in concert with a rescue organization. I personally want to assure you that our efforts to restore Shiva to well-being and at the same time safeguard the public will be carried out in the safest and most professional manner possible. You may depend upon it and I give you my word with the people of San Bernardino County will never need to be concerned that she will be a threat to anyone in this county or actually any other county as well. You know, Priscilla Presley, with all of your fame and um, celebrity status and everything you have going on in your life, tell me why you care so much about Sheba and why you went in front of this animal control board begging for her life because i care uh, nancy i love animals i love all the animals to be honest with you they have every right to live on this planet as we do and i when i heard the story i couldn't help but get involved i heard the story from my friend who has a dog rescue in the big island of hawaii and um, she's the one who told me about the story and asked me if i could help in any way and when i heard it there's no doubt of course she knows that that when I believe in something, you know, I take it to heart and I'll do my very best to get it done. And um, when I met Peppy, it was so, my God, it was um, very difficult to not just hug him because tears were streaming down his face that he loved his dog so much. But the mere fact that the dog is not a, a vicious animal and to have this county do this to her, you know, it, it's, it's cruel and it's literally 
I'm really having doubts about this whole this whole San Bernardino County board. I mean, it's 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 the unthinkable to confine it, confine Sheba over a year now in this five by five cage and have her whine and cry. Where is the where's the human touch here? Where is the care? Where is he? And this is a shelter. This makes me think about how many other animals that are there that are being mistreated. To Angie Wood, the Atlanta dog whisperer at USK9.com. Angie, I understand that if her life is spared, that she will have to have rehab. Why is she being kept like that in a cage and not let out? I don't understand because quite frankly, that type of confinement typically is reserved for a uh, rabies protocol, not just for housing a dog that's in for her type of situation. So this is animal you know, cruelty at its worst, not only physically, but psychologically. And a year, this is insane. We let people out for an hour a day in prison, right? So it is absolutely insane. And so um, we do operate a rehab center here in the Atlanta area that specializes in exactly this type of thing. Sheba does not seem to be a severe case to me at all. And in fact, you know, we are in Atlanta on the other side of the country. If we can get them to release Sheba, Sheba can come live with Well, me. the fact is that the muscles uh, atrophy sitting there and she won't be able to get up and run and be any. She'll be a shadow of the dog that she was. And that's if she gets saved. Uh, Bruce Kreider, Puppy Coalition, animal rights activist, saving Sheba. Question to you, Bruce, why are they doing this? Well, I've heard some people say they just want another notch in their belt. What? But I kind of believe that, that they just want another notch in their belt. Meaning? I mean, I, meaning they want to win and that that's what's important to them. Now, people are saying that. I'm not saying I believe that, but I kind of don't doubt it. Let me, I'd like to uh, get on to a point that Priscilla started to make about the the, uh, the other dogs, owners, and not and them not wanting Sheba to be killed. I have four pages from the community where she's from, where the uh, community members that have known her for 10 years have vouched for her. I mean, four pages of names and signatures and phone numbers. So that should say something. The second thing, uh, if I've got time, is the, the legal department strategy has been to avoid any dialogue that could detract from them from their goal of killing Sheba you know, uh, and uh, keeping quiet and limiting the court conversation to the hearing officer's proclamation that she would be killed right. because her owner is not compliant. And so they're trying to minimize any kind of extra dialogue or anything else. And then they tell the board, you can't get involved in this. You can't talk about it. So you know what people hate is bureaucracy. Long story short, uh, I, I don't get the thinking behind the divorce shelter because apparently many people, Russ Alba, have come forward offering to take in Sheba. She's had one dog fight. Then she escaped again from 80-year-old Pepe's house. Who I, I don't think you can see that well. She escaped, and now they're going to give her the death penalty after one dog fight? The, the the obligation of the of the county of San Bernardino is to act in the best interest of the public safety of the citizens of San Bernardino County. In this case, we've got a solution that completely eliminates any risk 
to the county of San Bernardino, California. We've offered to take Sheba out of the county, out of the state, and put her into rescue someplace where she can find a forever home and live out her life. There is zero public interest in killing this dog except the political whims and the and the lack of responsiveness uh, of the San Bernardino County government. You know, when you said, Russ Alba, this has uh, a lot to do with the political wins. You know, I hate politics. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, right, and I don't want it to be political. That? What did you mean by that? I mean that polit- politicians need to be responsive to the electorate, to the people that they serve. And in this case, and we can we can argue about left and right and Democrat and Republican Let's all down. day long, and we're and we're not going to. But the point is that politicians and, and elected officials and and county officials who are often appointed need to to act in in the best interest of their constituents and in the best interest of public safety and health of their communities. And there is no compelling reason to kill this dog. All it is, it's, it's testimony to the lack of responsiveness, lack of sensitivity to animal rescue uh, in that county, in that shelter. And it's wrong. And it's up to people like us to fight for dogs like Sheba. She's just one dog of many that are in, that are in divorce. They're going to be able to kill plenty. Don't worry. But this one spoke to us as being a particularly egregious case and one that highlights the malfeasance of this county government. You know, it disturbs me. And of course, pardon the pun, but you don't have a dog in the fight, Alba. You live in Florida. Your law firm, Black Swan Law, is in Florida. This is no skin off your back. It just... Every, every, every dog matters to me. You know what is... Every, every piece of injustice and every... Every act of senseless cruelty affects all of us, no matter where it happens. And as a, you know, in point of fact, Nancy, I'm still a California lawyer, having practiced in Los Angeles for many years. So my part of my heart stays in Southern California, and it troubles me to see a California government, a, a, a portion of the state government of California, act in this inhumane, unresponsive, and uncaring way. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about a sweet and loving German Shepherd who got into one fight with another dog and is now getting the death penalty, has never bitten a person. 
got out of the home a second time, did not bite anybody else, didn't bite another dog. One dog bite is ending up in the death penalty for Sheba. I found out about Sheba's case through our friend Russ Alba, managing director of Black Swan Law in Florida. And at first I thought there had to be a catch. I, I couldn't believe it. But it's exactly as he said. To you, Daryl Cohen, former assistant DA in Fulton, now defense attorney and civil attorney in the Atlanta jurisdiction. Daryl Cohen, could you give me any reason why the county attorney who won't be on with us today? And if you could give me that letter from the county attorney de de denying our request to come on. Uh, why not rehouse Sheba? Nancy, I am very concerned with Sheba, as you knew I would be. Having said that, we do not know all of the facts. Priscilla, with all due respect, we, we're talking about a shepherd that went after a little dog, yapping or not, and I've been the owner of dogs, and I have two now. So why isn't he talking? He ought to say, I can't say anything. There's a way of saying no comment. So why not address you, it? I it's can't. not like there's going to be a jury trial that he's going to poison a jury pool. Because it's a jury of public opinion and nobody in the public. Uh, that's not covered in the law or the ethics. What other people Excuse might me. think I'm, I'm about sorry. you. What Jump you in, Ms. Presley. I want to know what, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Ms. Presley. I want to know what, can you please repeat that when you said that you're sorry that I don't know some of the facts? I do know the facts. Just what Bruce said earlier, he's got he's got four pages of people in that town, close to Running Springs, that love that dog. They know that dog for ten years. So she's now eleven because she's been in there a year. They know that dog, and they are signing that she is not a dangerous dog. So don't say I don't know anything about it. Well, I can say that I said you don't know all of the facts, and if you knew all of the facts, for instance, people are saying it. I asked early on what size was the dog. Big difference. I thought you were talking about the other dog, sir. I thought you were talking about the small dog. The, dog the small that, dog that, was the one that was attacked. Yeah, I thought and you were talking about that dog. Doesn't matter. I can tell you the size. Yeah, it was a dachshund. Matter. And if it's anything yeah, like our dachshund, he no, comes no, up sir. to your knees. What do you mean it doesn't matter what size the dog is? It certainly does, because if a large dog gets in a fight with another large dog, you say, okay, they're two alphas. But oh if a God. large dog it's goes after a little dog... That's just not acceptable. Just not acceptable. So I'm sorry. If you have work. dogs, if you have dogs, I feel bad for them because you, you have no understanding. No, I wouldn't feel bad for them. They have a life, the best luxury, and I've had it forever. And well, I'd be glad to talk well, to you all. Well, then, in it. that case, Daryl Cohen, if one got out and started a fight with the docs, then I guess he'd be okay with you if he got the death penalty? If he did it a second time, then there's a but problem. But she problem. didn't Maybe. do it a second time. All she did the second time was escape. And another thing, there are alternatives here. So many people have offered to take Sheba. Isn't that true, Kreider? Other people will take Sheba away from the area and rehab her and keep tabs on her. What more do they want? Do they just want to kill the dog? Well, you're exactly right, Nancy. Right now, there's a local attorney working a pro bono, uh, a pro bono basis for this case. She's put together a complete package of, for any one of three rescue groups in the area to that the county can pick from that have signed written agreements for lifetime maintenance of Sheba 
and a series of other provisions for rehab, assurances, and liability waivers for, to uh, assure San Bernardino County that they would never be liable. I want you to hear Bruce Kreider as he addresses the Animal Control Board. And this is amazing to me. Listen. A hearing was held about a year ago, last July. And then on July 18th, Mr. Beck, the presiding hearing officer, wrote in a letter to Sheba's owner, I'm ordering Sheba to be destroyed per San, uh, San Bernardino County Code, Title Three, Division Two, Chapter 14, Section 32.1407, because allowing you to maintain custody Oshiba would create a significant threat to public health, safety, and welfare. Well, there are a few problems with that. First, nowhere was it required that Sheba's only attorney for a living existence be with her, only, her former non-compliant owner. She clearly could have gone to a rescue group like so many other dogs most every day. Second, there was never a finding that Sheba could not be rehomed. rehomed. Third, euthanizing Sheba is contrary to your own policies. I could say, I don't have time, but there are several different, both uh, state and county policies that speak to the merit of minimizing euthanization and utilizing uh, rescue organizations. You know, I want to go to Penny Douglas for Atlanta attorney, a criminal defense attorney and animal rights lawyer. Penny, isn't it true the law says that they are to consider rehoming Sheba before killing her? And there's no mention in all of these legalities that they ever have even considered rehoming her after one dog bite on another dog, for Pete's sake. It is my understanding that their law in California says that if this dog can be rehabbed, they're not allowed to euthanize her. That's That's why this prosecutor is not talking to you. That's right. Because he knows he's not following the law, and he doesn't want to respond to that. And as to public opinion, if he's correct, wouldn't it be better that he respond if he wants public opinion on his side? I hear you jumping in, Ms. Presley. Go ahead. Yeah, I have it here. It's the Connie Divergence uh, from State Law Section 17005 of the California Code. states in the first sentence of the first subdivision, it is the policy of the state that no adoptive animal should be euthanized if it can be adopted into a suitable home. It is the state, it is the policy of the state that no treatable animal should be euthanized. A treatable animal shall include any animal that is not adoptable, so that could become uh, adoptable with reasonable efforts. What about that, Daryl Cohen? I Once hear a long again, pause of I mean, silence as he's thinking, ooh, Yeah, and you're going to have a long bad. pause of silence because the reality is, He's doing, as a lawyer, exactly what he should do, saying no comment because I cannot comment. It's I think total he is BS and you know it. The law, Lawyers comment every day. But we've got a dog who, it's very sad, but Pepe obviously was incapable of taking care then of that Then why not dog. rehome the dog? I can't disagree with that, Nancy. But on the other hand, uh-huh. if this okay. dog is a threat Case to other closed. small dogs... Case closed. You can't address it. it. I'm addressing if it's a threat. She's been around around other dogs. She's been around other dogs. What, Priscilla? She has been around other dogs. The city, the the, the town that she's from, that Peppy is from, Peppy walks the dog. She has friends. They go in stores. She's never tried to bite anyone. After one dog fight, Penny, Sheba is going to be killed. 
I don't even say euthanized or put down because that's sugarcoating, airbrushing the truth. They're going to kill her over one dog fight and because they got mad at her owner, 80-year-old Pepe. Penny, it's what in, can we do? It's in, it's in a dog's nature to fight. That's what they do. They are hierarchical animals. They will fight over position. All dogs will fight in the right in the right situation. So you should never kill a dog for what it does by instinct. That's what is just so wrong. She's shown no aggression to human beings. And if you think she's an issue with other dogs, she can be adopted into a family without dogs. That's That's very simple. A lot of people only want one dog. Is that true, Angie Wood? Angie Wood, is that true? Can this dog be rehabilitated? She's had one fight for Pete's sake. Uh, the dog can absolutely be rehabilitated. Uh, I have dealt with thousands and thousands of these type of dogs, and she does not sound severe to me at all. It sounds to me like she got out, her adrenaline was a bit high, and they tend to act on that. She has friends, for God's sake, that are dogs. And uh, there is hope for every dog. They just need to be matched with the right human, and a single family or a single dog family is certainly an option for a dog who may be a little feisty with other dogs. Russ, this, uh, Russ Alba, this is a very different hat for me to wear because typically, hate me or not, I, I get involved in animal cases when, for instance, a child or a person has been mauled by, for instance, sure. a Rottweiler. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm usually taking a side against a dangerous animal. But in this case, I don't believe that's true. I think that Sheba got into a dog fight. Just like my little dog tries every single time we take him for a, a, a walk, he has to growl at somebody, not a person, right. always another dog. That's what, Nobody's that's been what bitten, nobody's do. been scratched, nothing. He got, she got in one dog fight. Where's the public interest in killing Sheba? What does it do? How does it help San, San Bernardino County? How does it protect anybody? Sheba's not a dangerous dog. What do they have against Pepe? It seems to me that... Uh, when I heard, Russ Alba, that one of the employees at DeVore said, we're going to teach him a lesson, they were talking about Peppy. Why? About an 80-year-old man? Why do you want to teach him a lesson? He's literally crying. If, if that statement is true, and I don't know that it is, um, it's, it just, it's just further evidence that, that, the, that the county government isn't acting in the best interest of its, of its constituents, of its populace. Um, and it's now become really a power struggle. And the county of San Bernardino will not be told what to do, will not be dictated to by Pepe, by local animal uh, animal rescue groups, by national animal rescue groups, and certainly not by the media and, and malcontents like Nancy Grace. You know, uh, thank you. Uh, Russ, <laughs> Russ Alba, very often we think of when you hear the word dog catcher or pound, it has so many horrible connotations, and there's a reason for that. The thought that Sheba has been kept in this cage for over a year now, when there are people begging to home her, I can't understand why they've dug in their heels. Why is that? It's a mystery to me, but, the, but it's up to us to speak up to, to this injustice, to this inhumanity to this cruelty 
uh, on behalf of Sheba and other dogs like her. Again, I usually don't take on the uh, cause of a, a pet because I, I, I've got my hands full with missing children, well, with missing David, adults. Well, and David and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and felony crimes on people. But when I looked at this dog, Sheba, and she looked mm -hmm. at me through the camera, and when that day comes that they put her to sleep, that is going to be an injustice. And you know what, Russ, as I've told many a jury, we are judged not on who wins what court battle or what we have in our, our, our 401k or who we got it over on or who we got the best of. We are judged by how we treat those that are the weakest in our world, in our society. And that is why we have rules to protect the weak against those more powerful or more cunning than they are. And the thought Nancy, that, that like day will come and Sheba will be put to death, it's just wrong. And it speaks to Nancy, our Nancy, I'd like to speak to it this way and a little bit differently. Um, while Sheba is very important to, to me personally and to a whole lot of other people personally, whether Sheba lives or dies is probably not a matter of global uh, consequence. But what this is about is who we are as a people, what we do, how we treat the least powerful and the voiceless in our communities. And that includes animals. And if we can do this to Sheba, we can do this to other, other creatures and people. So this is a test of our character. And that's why we fight for dogs like Sheba. Final thank word you. to Ms. Thanks. Presley. Uh, I want to thank everyone for being with us. But Ms. Presley, you know, with all you have going on in your life, you take time to save Sheba. That means a lot to me that you care. And you and Bruce Kreider on the panel today have gone to the Animal Control Board. You've led the fight. Tell us what we can do to help you and Bruce. Okay, I'll, I'll jump in. Well, there are probably three phone numbers that you might want to write down. Hit it. Um, first, of, first of all, uh, Gary McBride is the chief executive of the county. His telephone number is 909-387-5417. Then I'll give you the chairman of the county board. His name is Kurt Hagman. His number is 909-387-4866. And then the chief legal counsel, not the, not the lead counsel on this case, but the chief legal counsel is Michelle Blakemore. Her number is 909-387-3841. We also have a website that's uh, it's kind of a minor website, but it's saving-sheba.org. Uh, that uh, we that gives a lot of the detail, so that if people want to visit that, that might. Oh, that's and, the and answer right there. Saving hyphen Sheba S H E B A dot org. Saving dash Sheba dot org. You know what? I usually cover cases that involve human victims, but I don't like any wrongdoing, any injustice. We still have time to turn this around if we work together. Please help us. Please, Please help, help us, us save yes. Sheba. Thank you. And when I think of Pepe, 
going on 81 years old, crying. This is reminds me a lot of my dad, to tell you the truth. Please help us save this dog. 909-384-5133 or go to saving-sheba.org. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we wait, God willing, as justice unfolds. Goodbye. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.